Great. It's great to meet you, Jeff. Pleasure to meet you, David. I'm loving that background. It looks real. It is. <laughs> See, that's the part that's awesome. I love it. It wouldn't hurt to have you back sometime to talk about that. Because I'd love that. Now, maybe we need to bring both you and Jeff back Uh-oh. on. And you guys don't, can don't nerd out about the brain stuff. Because right when you started mentioning brain stuff, like, and I, I just call it that brain stuff. I don't know... I took an anatomy class like 15 years ago, and that's the last I remember. This is the Messy Backend, where experts share customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on behind the beautifully branded front end of entrepreneurship. This is where most businesses fail. So we're here to help you save time, make money, and succeed. Welcome, thank you. Thank you all so much. And a big welcome to our guest co-host today, Jeff Harry from episode 103, Playing Through Toxic Messes. That's an episode you don't wanna miss. We had a lot of fun doing that episode with Jeff. Thanks so much, Nate. I'm super excited to be here. We have a wonderful show for you today. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Clubhouse, the list goes on and on. The social media landscape is constantly changing and what worked a year ago probably won't work today. All of these social media platforms are clamoring for our attention and on those platforms, we are clamoring for the attention of our customers. How in the world are we supposed to find our way and stand out in that mess? David Olson says that social media is not a medium. The key is to listen, engage, and build relationships. That's right, Jeff. And on our expert segment today, we're going to be speaking with David Trotter. David is a business growth consultant dedicated to helping new business owners rise above their biggest barriers to reach their greatest goals. After consistently hearing from his clients about the challenges of creating content for social media, lead magnets, webinar slide slide decks, etc., he launched Rise Up Creatives. David is also the host of the Inspiration Rising podcast with over 175 episodes featuring female entrepreneurs and leaders sharing their experience and wisdom. And his latest book is entitled Empowered to Rise. The secret to embracing your true identity, uncovering your superpowers, and bringing your inspiration to the world. And you'll hear real questions and stories from real entrepreneurs with real messy back ends. And as an added bonus for the messy back end exposed, our expert David will not only share his ex- experience, expertise, and the tools he suggests to get your back end cleaned up but he will also expose how to stand out in the ever-increasing noise of the online world. It really is a great episode today. And if you're an entrepreneur with a messy backend and you would like to submit your question or story, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of The Messy Backend, brought to you by our digital marketing agency, Lock and Load Marketing, where if it tires you out, you can hire it out. 
We wanted to take a minute and stop and thank you for being such great listeners. Seriously, we can't do this without you. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us these last two years. We've loved sharing our expert guests, our stories, our experiences, our embarrassing, messy backends, bloopers with you. We've just loved everything about this podcast. And if you love the show as much as we do, we want to hear from you. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform or email us at hello at themessybackend.com. Who knows? Soon we may just have cool branded swag to give out to our top fans. That's going to be super cool. And don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. You can find all of those links at themessybackend.com slash subscribe. So never miss an episode because they're pretty fun. Then check us out on Facebook and YouTube for video episodes. And now on to our expert, David Trotter, for his expert advice. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. All right. Today we have a messy back end question slash story submitted by anonymous listener. Here you go, David. There are so many social media platforms and there's so much noise on all of them. How in the world can I be a unicorn with so much activity blocking my bright and shiny offerings? I love that. Great question. What's good to meet Jeff and Nate. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's great to be with you. Uh, You know, the two things that come to my mind right away are consistency and authenticity. So sometimes when we feel like we're so overwhelmed by there's so much noise on the internet, well, what have I have? uh, What do I have to say? What's different? Well, so then we end up feeling overwhelmed and we pull back and we're not actually being consistent posting each and every day. And so with our clients, we encourage them post daily and you need to have a system to post daily. And part of that system is uh, pre-planning your content even for a week, two weeks, or a month in advance. That way you know what you're going to post. The second is authenticity, that you've got to be able to communicate with your ideal client because you're not posting on social media just for what I would call the uh, spray and pray methodology. That's what most people do. They just spray something out there and they just pray to Jesus, God, please help me send something, right? Send somebody to like my post and like buy my stuff. We don't want spray and pray. We want. Dang, I thought that worked. Yeah, yeah. Most people, and most people, that's the that's the effort. Um, and and I, Sheila, I didn't even mention you in the intro. I didn't know you were going to say something. So my apologies. It's good to be here with you as well. Um, so that's the 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 effort is consistency and authenticity. Authenticity. Well, that really begs the question: Who is your ideal client? Because. You, of course, you need to be authentic, but you need to be authentic in the context of communicating with your ideal client. And that's authenticity with your imagery, authenticity with your wording, when you're posting, how often you're posting, and so forth. There's a lot of other variables, but those are two foundational understanding elements, consistency and authenticity. No, I love that. That's something that I try to tell a lot of my clients. Uh, I say, hey, you need to get on social media. You need to start posting. And they say, well, what do I need to post? And I said, just be yourself. Stop trying to be somebody else. We, we as consumers have seen so much, you know, fake, you know, if, to, to quote somebody that we've all probably heard, that's fake news, you know, but it's, it's also the same thing with social media. It's, you see these posts and you're like, that's not the real you. And it used to be five, 10 years ago, we wanted the perfect image on social media. And those were the only people that gained that traction and that, that following were the perfect camera angles and the perfect lighting and stuff. And now it's gotten to the point where I think 
we can actually thank, you know, Generation Z for this, but they've kind of made it a meme where, hey, don't be perfect, be yourself, be authentic, show your messy hair, show your messy back ends of business, uh, show, you know, who you really truly are. So I love that you, that, that is that th- authentic part that you were saying, right? And then you said the other part is, is consistency, showing up, just, just being there. And so, David, you say that it's, it's important to post every single day, right? It yeah. really depends on your ideal client. You know, a lot of uh, the people that I work with only post Monday through Friday because so many people are off of social media on Saturday and Sunday, either spending time with family or they're outside doing activities. And so they found that Saturday and Sunday is not as helpful. The key, though, is that you're seeking to develop a one-on-one connection with people on social media. So many people think it's back to the, you know, spray and pray, and you're trying to get massive reach. That's okay, but if you're starting a business, your business starts with one person at a time, one person that knows you, likes you, and trusts you, and that if you are able to connect with that one person, that will, uh, one thing, they'll tell other people. They will spread the word. So we teach all of our clients in terms of a way to write a caption or write an email is kind of a three-step process. We call it the triple S you know, method of connecting. The first is stop the scroll. You've got to have something that engages people right in the first sentence. It's got to be a question, a statement, a bold statement, a confession. It's got to be something. You can't just jump into whatever the content content is. It's got to be scroll stopping. The second is serve with insights. Somehow the effort is not to sell something, it's to serve. It's to somehow bring some sort of insights and the insights have to be either educational, um, informational or transformational or entertaining, right? It's got to educate me, inform me, transform me, or uh, just entertain me in the middle section of whatever you're writing. And this plays out for both social media and for email content, right? And then the third part is um, to spark a conversation. So you've got stop the scroll, serve with insights, and then spark a conversation. And then if, if we're not writing our captions and our emails, with some sort of call to action. There's something that sparks a conversation. It could be as simple as drop your favorite emoji, answer yes or no, DM me for you know this to de- you know to tell me, um, sign up for this lead magnet, whatever it is. There's gotta be a call to action. Why? Because we want a relationship. And number one, if they're liking, uh, commenting, sharing, or saving your post, you're increasing uh, the chances based on the algorithm of your post being seen by your followers. So that's a very important reason why we want people to be engaged. But more importantly, we want them to get in your DMs. We want you, we want them to email you. We want them to reach out to you somehow because that's where you can actually develop a relationship. Like that's the whole point, right? If we're going to help someone in some way, no matter what we're providing, a product or service, uh, one person at a time. And so, David, a question that comes up for me then, or this is two parts, is so let's say I'm someone that's new to social media. You know, I've been messing around with it, but I'm new to it as a business. First, how do I even go up, go about deciding where what social media platform to be posting on? Mm-hmm. And then second, if I arrive to a social media platform like LinkedIn or Instagram, 
how do I not, how do I address the envy I might have of seeing all these other people that have tons of followers? And I'm like, I don't know when, how I'm going to get there. And do these followers even matter? Sure. Great questions. So the first one is, uh, what, uh, what platform should I be using? That question is, well, where is your ideal client? Where, where are they hanging out the most? Are they hanging out the most on LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok, uh, um, Clubhouse, whatever it might be. So you want to focus primarily on the platform where your ideal client is. Uh, secondly, the envy, um, you know, uh, the quote is, uh, comparison is the thief of joy. And so it is so easy to compare ourselves in every regard, whether it's the way we look, how many followers we have, external, you know, things in our lives, our homes, cars, clothes, education. It's so hard. But if we're coming from a place of, I'm here to serve, I'm not here to um, try to outcompete Sheila or Nate or Jeff. I'm not trying to compete with you guys. I'm here to serve. Now my shift comes to the actual ideal client that I'm working with, the, the future client, and not with numbers. All right. So numbers, they can be, it's just information. That's all it is. The real goal is the personal connection. So comparison is hard. It's a definite reality, but we have to, um, we don't have to, we have the opportunity to really come from a place of service. And, and I have found that that decreases the comparison for me if I'm, if I'm from that place of service. I, I think it's, yeah, that's, it is hard though, the comparison, you know, and, and one of the biggest questions people say is, well, Dave, what do I post? Right. So I know I've got a post for my business, but do I just tell people about my uh, products and services every day? Like it just feels weird. I'm just posting the same thing. And it's like we teach people at Rise Up Creative seven categories that are kind of the top seven categories to increase no like and trust. So no like and trust, obviously, we know is if you're going to buy something from someone, especially if it's a personal brand, something that has a face on it, you got to know them, like them and trust them. So these seven categories are very simple. It's my life. If you are the face of a brand, I want to know something about your life. Just a little bit. Like when you post something about a friend or a family member or your pet or your, you know, something you're doing on vacation. I don't know if you guys have had this experience, but I'll follow somebody. that's maybe kind of a big name for a while. And then all of a sudden they post something about their family. And all of a sudden I, I feel more connected to them. Right. I feel like, oh, look at that. That's cool. I get to see their kids or whatever. I know them a bit more. The second category is my why. That when people know your why, why you're doing what you're doing, they trust you more. They're more willing to work with you. Uh, the third category is behind the scenes. Show me behind the scenes of your business, not just your life, right? So if you, uh, Nate, if if I followed your podcast regularly and I was excited about what you're doing and I see this background that you have and you actually take a picture of your actual room where you're at, I would find that be interesting because it's the behind the scenes of the podcast, right? Same thing in our business. If you're meeting with a client or you're on a photo shoot or you're, you know, having a Zoom meeting, just showing a little something behind the scenes. Uh, the fourth, like Nate and I show our messy back end all the time. And our messy backing gets more views than anything else we do. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So that's the behind the scenes of your business. People want to know about it. Uh, the fourth category is inspiration. Whether it's a quote or a story or an idea, people love to be inspired. Um, the fifth uh, category is life and business learnings. 
So like you said, Nate, so much of what we put forward is designed to be kind of our best foot forward, the perfect aspects of life. But when we share life and business learnings, we're actually communicating to people, I don't know everything about life or business or whatever. I'm a lifelong learner. Here's something that I learned recently. Obviously, the hope is that whatever you learned, you're passing it along to your potential clients. Uh, The sixth category is product or service that you'd actually promote whatever it is that you are doing, sharing the uh, specifications and statistics and, you know, whatever. And then the seventh category is benefits to you. What are the benefits to your ideal client that you're not just telling them about the product or service, but of course, communicating how it benefits them. Um, So those seven categories provide a holistic approach uh, that help people begin to break it down. And out of, you know, we have uh, 31 caption templates, kind of customizable captions every month. And we break those down into those seven categories so that they have a little bit of each. And so with those seven categories, I know earlier we were kind of talking about like some people will post, you know, five days a week or here, I'm just seeing this would be perfect. If you have seven categories, you can almost do one for a different day of the week, right? So that you're not overlapping. You don't necessarily want every single post for a week in a row just to be behind the scenes. That might get a little, you know, repetitive, whereas you can go and break those up. And you said 31 different templates are what you guys have per month. Most months have maximum 31 days. I can't think of any months that have more than 31 days, not in our current typical Gregorian calendar, at least. So that sounds like a great solution for those who can't think about what to come up with or what to caption is you kind of lay that out for them. So that's, that's awesome. But no, I love that you kind of, you, you realize those most engaging posts to, at least that's what I'm assuming, because you were talking about that before. You want them engaged. You kind of have each post has that three-step process. It's stopping the scroll. What was the middle section? Giving, Serving, serving with insights. Ser- serving. And then the third was, you, you said call to action. That doesn't start with an S, though. Spark a conversation. Spark a conversation. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, I remember in kindergarten that spark. <laughs> okay. Spark a conversation. I love that. So, yeah, that's fantastic. because. Those are the things that we need to do. And I've definitely had experience with that in in my businesses, not necessarily this messy back-end one, but I'm also a photographer. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so I kind of like what Jeff was asking earlier about, well, where do you go to to start out? Well, I figured, hey, where are people that are looking for photographers? That's going to be Instagram out of those platforms when I started. Mm -hmm. TikTok wasn't really a big thing back then and Snapchat doesn't really give the same sort of social media presence, but I started doing that on, on Instagram and I would post, you know, the end results, the photos that we did. And then after a while I started realizing, Oh, maybe people want to see, cause they were asking me, how yeah. did you get that shot? How did you right. line that up? Other photographers, other models were saying, Hey, how'd you, how'd you get those angles? What lens did you use? What gear are you using? And I was like, Oh, instead of just answering that in the comments, let me now create posts that say that. Yep. So, and, and the beautiful thing about Instagram, as, as you guys know, is that you can add multiple photos in one post. So I might start, then the first post be the actual end result. Mm-hmm. And then you swipe and you see a, 
you know, a photo that, you know, an assistant took of me taking the photo. So we can see how, where I was positioned, where the model was, maybe a little bit of a video that has like a time lapse and it's quicker of getting the model set up in the right angles and everything. And then going through and saying, Hey, this is what it looks like before I've edited all the color and everything because as any photographer knows what you take in raw and what right. ends up on Instagram are two very different photos. So right. going through and kind of showing, Hey, this is the, the, techniques that I use to bring out the blues and the greens and everything. And so it's a step-by-step -step process. Um, recently asked my audience the other day, and I said, I think I already know the answer to this, but I'm just curious. Do you like just seeing the end result or do you also like swiping to see the behind the scenes? And out of, I think I got about 400 responses. I think it was 89% said, yes, I want the back behind the scenes. So and I, I actually thought it would be higher than that, but I guess 11% of the people said, nope, they just want to see the photo. And I'm ignoring them for the most part. 89% <laughs> of the other people said, no, we want to see the behind the scenes. We want to, we want to see your life. And so, no, I'm glad that you brought those up. I, I resonated with those. That's great. So. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're I welcome. A, I have a question for you, David. You mentioned you need to have some way to kind of make sure that you're doing those uh, posts on a regular basis. And I know consistency is hard for, for me because I don't pre-schedule my posts anymore. So I heard somewhere or I read somewhere that um, using post schedulers like uh, different soft, online softwares to do your scheduling actually makes you rank lower on the platforms. Is that still true? Or is, I mean, it's been years since I heard that, I think. Yeah. You know, I am no expert in that regard, but that is what I'm hearing as well. That's still true to this day. Um, and I think, you know, you have to wrestle with, um, am I going to post in the native platform and spend that extra time? Or is that actually going to prevent me from posting at all? And some people, they go, if I don't use Hootsuite or whatever, you know, Planoly or whatever it might be, or Buffer, I'm probably just not going to go to the you know trouble of posting in all the different places. And so I'd rather my client have a little bit lower, you know, possibility in the algorithm by posting in a, you know, platform like that versus just feeling burned out and not doing it. Right, that makes sense. 80% engagement is better than 0% engagement because if you don't post at all, you're not going to get any engagement. Right. So 80% uh, or not engagement but visibility. I yeah, the say. algorithm the algorithm can only utilize what you give it. So it's not like if you don't post, the algorithm goes, well, let me come up with what I think Jeff would post, what he'd like to. No, it doesn't. It only can use what you give it. And so if you're giving it something every day, you have a better chance of it getting out to, you know, your followers. And of course, if you can get them to engage, that's the whole point. Get them to engage, like, share, follow, or like, share, um, comment or save, uh, they're going to see more of your stuff. And that's why it has to be something that is consistent, stands out, and it stops the scroll so that they will engage somehow. Hmm. As a reminder um, to, you know, our audience members, and I know that you know this, David, um, but you got to remember that these social media platforms that we're posting on, they make their money by having users on their application. So like you said, the, the very first goal is to get them to stop because if they open up, let's just use Instagram, for example, if somebody opens up Instagram and the first post that they see is yours, 
and they go, oh, never mind. I don't want to be on Instagram anymore because it was boring. It wasn't exciting. It wasn't what they were expecting. And they close Instagram and they put their phone back in their pocket. Instagram just lost. They essentially lost money or rather they didn't make any money. But if they go on there and they read through your posts and they go, oh, that's interesting. And they go and they comment and then they share and then they go in and they start scrolling. And now they're looking through reels and, and, you know, IGTV and all these things. Every time they then see an ad, Instagram makes money. So the longer that they're on the platform after engaging or seeing any one of your posts, Instagram sees that as cool. Nate has made me money. I am going to show that post to more people that are like that audience member because it's smart. It says, I want more people just like that person that just engaged to engage more so that we can make money off of it. So just that's a reminder as well that they are trying to make money just like we're trying to make money. You keep people on that social media platform longer, everyone's happy. So, David, a question that comes up for me is being that you have a background as a pastor, right, and you were able to, like, read audiences on a regular basis with the call and response, is there anything from that background that's actually helped you in how you communicate to your audience, like, out in the internets? (laughs) You know, I think more than anything, uh, it's an awareness that every single person has their own story. So, when I recognize that the people that I'm communicating with, these are real people. These are not just numbers. These are not just people with butts in a seat, right? These are not just people that are um, followers on a list. These are real people with real problems, real pain points, real desires, real challenges, and they all have their own story. And so I'm coming to it then not as uh, it can be so easy to be self-centered and go, this post is about me. This post is about promoting what I'm doing as opposed to coming to it and going, all right, there are X number of people that might see this post today. They all have a problem, pain point, desires, whatever issues. How can I come to this knowing that they have their own story and I'm here to serve them? That's a very different place than I'm here to promote myself, right? And that's a lot of what social media is. Let me promote, 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 promote myself versus I'm here to serve. I'm here to help. And a lot of my clients, when we're working through Rise Up Business Academy, um, they have an aversion to sales. I work primarily with women in our programs, and there's an aversion of like, I don't want to be come off spammy. I don't want to come off salesy. I don't want to come off icky, you know? And I go, yeah, I don't want you either. We're not here to sell. We're here to serve. You have something that is providing a transformation or a result. So what we're simply doing is finding an ideal client that has a problem, pain point, or desire that you want to remedy, and you have the result that they need. Now, in order for them to experience that result, uh, first of all, they've got to know, like, and trust you. And then secondly, you have to speak to them in such a way that they are willing to invest the currency that in our world we have said uh, is an exchange of value. We could have come up with anything in our world to be an exchange of value, right? But we came up with money. That's all it is. It's just this paper that says something is valuable. And so that the way that somebody communicates that your result is valuable is by them investing finances. And uh, that's a, you can't get around that. If you don't want them to invest finances, you're not even in a nonprofit because even nonprofits have to have finances. You're in a hobby, okay? So you're welcome to have a hobby, 
but I'm not here to help people grow hobbies. I'm here to help people grow businesses. A business is something where you're providing something for an exchange of value. So, but that, that shift from sales to service is revolutionary, right? In a lot of people's minds, it frees up, you know, so if I was working with you, Sheila, I'd say, Sheila, do you believe in what you offer? Do you believe in the marketing services you offer? Do you believe in this podcast? It's like, of course you do. Yes, I, I'm passionate about it. Okay, great. Do you think it's worth something? Yes, it's worth something. Okay, well, what do you think it's worth? Great. So now uh, the world needs what you have to offer, Sheila. If you, don't, if you don't tell the world what you have, the world will be missing out on the transformation that you offer. They're going to be missing out on it. And I don't want them to miss out on it. They need that. Yeah. And so how are they going to hear about it? Well, you got to tell them. And we have lots of different ways in our world to tell them. The social media is one of the primary ways. I love it. And I really, really honestly hope there are realtors listening right now, because honestly, 1000%, I can guarantee you that realtors are misusing social more than any other industry outside of car salesmen. Even I would say realtors are even worse because all they post is the houses they have for sale. Yeah. All the realtors I work with, I tell them, tell them how to take care of their house, how to do landscaping, yeah. how do they fix their roof, how do they fix the toilet, you know, all of these, there's a million things the homeowners need besides just a blast of buy a house. And when they're looking oh. for a house seller, they're going to find somebody that they've already known, like, and trust and actually enjoyed following. Right. Nobody's going to follow a realtor. Yeah, I'm not looking at a you know social media to go, you know, maybe he or she's going to post a house one day that I'm going to want to buy. Now, that's different than if you own a store. Like I have a client who owns an antique store, a retro store. She does post um, products because they're new and different and you might want to buy something, right? But you're not looking to possibly buy a house. You know, you're, you want to connect with a person and trust them. Sorry, Nate, go ahead. Well, no, I was, I was going to say exactly that. You just said it more eloquently. Like I, I called out. Um, Sheila, I love that you called out realtors because uh, I do have several realtors as clients and they do think that they're just like, let me, let me show my life. Let me show these houses. Let me show these things. And my two favorite realtors that I've either worked with or stalked so that I can learn their secrets to help other realtors are the one guy, he always does videos about showing tips and tricks on maintaining the house. Like, hey, you have a leaky faucet. Let me teach you how to fix that yourself so that you don't have to hire a plumber. You know, just all these types of things, landscaping, painting, you know, trimming, just maintenance of the house. He is amazing at that. Those are ones that people are going to save. Right. They save it. they, They do it and they'll save it. And then five years later, when they're ready to buy a house, they go, oh, I'm, I'm actually looking to buy a house. I am going to hit up this guy. And then the other person that I love as a realtor, what she does, because she understands, so she's a realtor here in the East Valley in Arizona. And right now, people are moving to Arizona. It's not they're moving within Arizona. It's we're having a huge influx of people. People are escaping California, oh, yes, and Nevada. That, that's what they're doing. So they're trying to come here. And she actually has a, an interview question, making sure that they aren't bringing California with them to Arizona, which I love. Uh, some of them are political questions. We won't get into that here. But what she does with her social media is shows the community. 
and shows places to go explore, fun local restaurants, the the places to sh- take your kids after school and all of those things. That's what she posts 95% of the time. And then she'll post like, oh, check out this open house that I'm having on Saturday. Little things about the real estate, but mostly, hey, check out this new restaurant that's going up. And she'll go to the restaurant. She'll do a live video sampling their food and everything. And they go, wow, wait, she's a realtor? I thought she was like a food blogger. Like people have legitimately thought that because she's so much about, no, you move to a place because of the community. You move to a place because of the the activities, the people, the restaurants, everything around it. And so that's what she focuses on because she goes, listen, you want to move to Chandler, Arizona because of all my posts. I can find your right home. You know, that that's how it is. So I love that you brought that up, Sheila. But it is, David, going back to your point, it's about how can you serve your community? It's not about her. None of, I, I wouldn't say none of her posts because she does post uh, things like sometimes if she goes hiking, she'll take her dog and she'll post a picture. Hey, look, we're out on a hike, you know, because it relates to them and you do want to relate to them, just like you were saying. But it goes back to the how can you serve your clients? It's not about you. It's about them. Because put yourself in their shoes. Are you following people because they're full of themselves and they're, hey, look at me, look at this? I, I, I bet most of us don't. There are those people out there. Obviously, you know, Kylie Jenner has like 10 million followers or whatever. Again, not to call too many people out. Sheila already called out realtors and we're going to be making them mad. I don't want to make the Kylie fans mad, but I feel like her type of posts are the ones that they're self-serving. Whereas, hey, how can I serve the audience? How can I entertain them? How can I bring it about? You're going to get those right audience members. And that's that's what you were talking about. So thank you for sharing that. It's brilliant. Nate, you, uh, you are a guy who doesn't beat around the bush. Like you go right to it. It reminds me of this quote from uh, Bruce Willis in Die Hard 2. He said, just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. It's just Let's crazy. Go, like baby, you. Man. Let's go. Get it in there. <laughs> a question that comes up for me, because if you're working with a lot of business leaders, right, and they're doing their social media, they're doing their invoicing, they're providing their services, they're doing a lot. They get into this mode where they're like true workaholics. And can yeah. you talk about how you went from that mode when you were a pastor to now and how you, how one can also do that so that, you know, we don't get overwhelmed with everything that we have to do because it just sounds like social media is another thing I have to do on top of everything else that I already have to do. Right. Right. Well, my example um, is how not to do it uh, essentially, but uh, for 10 years as a pastor, I was a workaholic. And the main reason was because although I was wanting to help people, and I was helping hundreds of people. Um, I was also trying to fill a hole of not enoughness within me. There's this sense of feeling like, oh, if I, if I just could get this church bigger, if I could just get a book deal, if I could just have this happen, then I will feel like I'm enough. And unfortunately, that led me um, 12, 13 years ago to a rock bottom experience where I made some really poor choices and I kind of just blew up my life. And I ended up resigning from ministry and I had to make a shift. And it was a very intentional shift from a value of productivity and performance to a value of peace. 
my whole life up to that point had been about productivity and performance and trying to bigger, better, grander, whatever it might be. And it just, it wasn't working for me. It wasn't sustainable. And so I shifted to be uh, primarily my value has been peace and it has been for the past 12, 13 years that if something that I'm doing in my life is not cultivating peace, you know, I, yeah, do I have days that are not peaceful? Of course, we all have challenging days of problems, but I'm not going to enter into a business relationship, a client relationship. I'm not going to take on a project that I know is going to hurt or harm my peacefulness. I'm not going to be able to be a good husband or a dad or a coach or a friend if I don't have peace. And um, that took a major shift in my life. Um, it took me getting even a brain scan. I went to the Amen Clinic in Newport Beach, right here near where I live. It's uh, started by a guy named Dr. Daniel Amen. He wrote a book called Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. You might have seen him on PBS kind of promoting that book. And that brain scan was able to help see some areas of my brain that were overactive and some that were underactive. And um, one of the areas of my brain, they, they basically rate your brain on a plus four to minus four level, zero being normative in terms of activity. And my basal ganglia was at a plus four off the chart, very active. And basal ganglia is your fight or flight area. And so that was causing a lot of anxiety for me. Uh, the cingulate, which is kind of a gear shifter, your ability to focus on things, uh, was at a plus two. And my prefrontal cortex was at a negative two, which is kind of more your uh, wisdom, decision-making, executive function. And, you know, he said, wow, you have the brain of an entrepreneur. I mean, you, this is incredible. He goes, unfortunately, it's also the brain of someone who can tend to destroy relationships because you are so intensely focused on whatever it is that you want to create. And so I ended up uh, 12, 13 years ago getting on some low-level uh, antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication, and it's transformed my life. I don't have that buzz like I used to. And that buzz for me wasn't causing me some sort of um, social anxiety. It was causing me to funnel it toward work. Because if I could get through that list in the back of my head, I would feel okay. So even then, I would have a difficult time probably focusing on just this conversation with you guys. Right now, I just focus on, you know, I'm just thinking about you. Um, but back in the day, I would also be thinking in the back of my head of all the things that I needed to do right? And so now that buzz is kind of taken away and allows me to be more present in relationships, allows me to just be at peace, and it allows me not to um, feel compelled to have to work to prove myself. Do I like to work? Do I love perform? Do I, I mean, I've created so many amazing things in the last 12 years. It's super fun, but that's out of playfulness and out of a, a desire to serve rather than a, a need to prove myself. So when it comes to social media, Jeff, man, it is hard to, if I'm doing this out of trying to prove myself to be enough or to be loved, those are the two main issues that human beings wrestle with. Am I enough or am I loved? And social media kind of, kind of in a sick way plays into both of those, like to always have a, you know, better, more beautiful, more whatever, right. That you think, and uh, that's where the comparison game kills us, that if we've got to embrace, embrace our true identity, that's what I call it. My identity is not based in my marriage, my kids, my socioeconomic status, my education, my business. If my um, identity is based in any of those things, they could be gone tomorrow. And then I've got a major identity crisis. But if my identity is based in three things, I believe that you're inspired 
inspired. That word um, rooted in the Latin means to breathe into life by the divine. Something's been breathed into life. And so for me, if you're inspired, it's not a feeling. It's the fact that you have value just as you are. You're a valuable human being. And number two, that you are enough. You're not enough because of what you do. You're enough because the divine has created you and, and you're good. Like you don't have to do anything else. You don't have to do or be anything else to be enough. You're good. And the third is that you're loved. You're already loved by the divine. You're loved by family and friends, even though they don't know how to love you perfectly. You're loved. If you embrace the fact that you're inspired, you're valued, you're enough, you're whole and complete, and that you're loved, now that's a strong foundation from which to build a business. Because now I'm not building a business or trying to develop relationships in order to feel like I'm enough, feel like I'm valuable, or feel like I'm loved. I'm already developing that separately. That's my true identity. All the other things in my life, the clothes that I wear, the car that I drive, the house that I have, the business that I have, these are all just playful things. These are things that I just get to enjoy, but they're not my identity. You and Jeff teach the same thing on that. That's exactly what Jeff teaches, which is totally amazing. He teaches corporate uh, companies how to play through the mess. And so what you just said is, is a very similar to what Jeff talked about on his episode too. Um, absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What an amazing episode. This has been awesome. Thank you so mm. much. I didn't copy yeah. it, but I didn't hear it. It's just like, those are the reason why we teach David, the same thing. Preach, David, preach. <laughs> the reason why we teach the same thing is because that is truth, mm-hmm. right? That is the truth of, and that's why it's just, and we each can say it in different ways. But the reason why it is compelling for me is because I lived for so many years not having embraced my true identity. I was trying to get that church to be bigger and bigger or get that book deal or, you know what, then I'd be enough, but it's, it's elusive. It just never, I was, I had a client meeting this morning with um, three realtors actually. And uh, we were talking about the, Oh, I, I feel like I'm not enough. I feel like I don't do enough. And I go, okay, great. Um, at what point would you feel like you do enough? Well, when I get through with my to-do list, I said, awesome. So let's just say that for 30 days, you got through your to-do list. You did everything every day that you set out to do. Do you think it's possible that the bar of enoughness would be raised after that 30 days? Well, yeah, of course, I would expect more of myself. So you're never enough. It's never enough. The bar always gets raised. And so that way, if I can just embrace that I'm enough and then everything else that I'm doing, it's play. It's fun. We get to, what a privilege we get to do this. This is so great that we get to have this conversation and build businesses and that's good stuff. Yep. Absolutely. I love it, David. You brought some excellent words of wisdom today and great insight. So I know for, for some people, it's, they're going to be learning a lot of great new advice here that they know that they are enough, that they need to be their authentic selves to be able to show up and make a difference in social media by like really, I think to sum up everything that we just talked about and what you just said is you got to be yourself. You got to be authentic. You got to understand your true worth. Show up to serve. Don't show up to chase the likes, the follows, anything like that. Um, and when, when you're doing it for the right reasons, it becomes easy. It becomes playful. And something that we talk about all the time on, on our podcast is, you know, if it stress, if it tires you out, hire it out. And, you know, we were talking about that with stress totally. and everything. So I know for some people, even just the thought of social media and everything does tire them out. So where can they go to, to learn more about everything that you just talked about today? Where can they come in and, and hire you 
you know, because it tires them out, they want to hire it out. Where can they go to learn more? Uh, so uh, riseupcreatives.com. It's, um, it's not a, we don't do it for you, but it is a done for you system. It's a $25 a month uh, membership program to help you with your social media, riseupcreatives.com. And if you go, I'd love to be able to give them a seven day free trial. We don't normally have this on our website, but uh, if they go to riseupcreatives.com slash join, it actually will give them a seven day free trial and you can check it out. You can always cancel before the end of the seven days. You won't be charged a dime. We give you 100% access to the resource. We hold nothing back from it. Uh, and then if you want to listen to the podcast, it's called Inspiration Rising, I-N-S-P-O-R-I-S-I-N-G.com, InspoRising.com. So. Awesome. Thank you so much, David. Uh, we're going to send our listeners there. We'll put that information there in the episode description. So thank you, David. You have been fantastic. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Messy Backend. We know, we know, you can't get enough of us. So have us on your podcast or have us speak at your next event. Visit themessybackend.com slash speaking and send us your event details. It's true. We love speaking. And we also want to thank our sponsor, Yes, Women's Network, where you will find the connections you need to achieve your dreams. Find out more at yeswomensnetwork.com. Also, our advertiser, PodServe FM. We couldn't do it without them. They get your podcast hosted and published quickly and easily. Visit them at podserve.fm slash messy to find out more. And a thank you to our advertiser, Thrivecart. They are the number one shopping cart software that grows your income from existing traffic with high converting checkout pages, upsells, and affiliate campaigns. Watch the video for how simple this cart solution is at themessybackend.com slash cart. Once again, don't miss an episode. Head on over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe today. Jeff, you nailed that. Let's go. I usually have to do a couple takes because I can't read. I, I usually can't read either. One of us, and one of us can't read. Yo, 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 that was brilliant. I don't even have to edit that one. Yeah. Sweet.